0: Oh, welcome to Video Vampires, guys!
1: Welcome, everybody. It's Video Vampires. Um, that was Jess.
0: Yeah, that was me, Jessica, and Mickey. After me.
1: Yep. After.
0: So i uh, I watched I watched some stuff. I you know what? I fell into watching this show alone, and I couldn't stop. And I just powered through it. Like it's six seasons, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch all these people just dropped off in the middle of the wilderness, and they're like. Basically, the whole premise is you're just fucking alone and they drop you off in the middle of the woods and you have like 10 items. to. It's like a game, you know, you have Mm 10 items and you have to survive on this. Like usually it's Vancouver. They had one in the Arctic, but it was actually just northern Canada. It wasn't actually the Arctic, but it was still fucking cold and uh and like man um patagonia and stuff and so they just drop these people in different places and they're like who can survive and they're they're equipped with a satellite phone so in case like something really bad happens like a bear attacks them and you know they can get to a phone or whatever you can call and and tap out um and so i've just (laughs) i i've been watching i watched all six seasons like back to back and i was just like you know, I'm sitting on my couch eating chips and these people are fishing, and I'm like, Oh, you're so stupid. Like, how could you how could you lose that fish?
1: You know? What was that? Wasn't that the plot of like the predator movie with Adrian Brody where like people just got dumped off from the middle of like predator land and they had to like survive?
0: Yeah, except it was like a predator game, right? They were just like taking yeah, yeah. people out. Yeah, pretty much, except like it's other humans doing that to them, which is kind cool. of funny. Um, but I really like it. It's it's weird that I've learned a lot about like Fish and like how much calories you can get off of like eating banana slugs, um, and also how disgusting that looks. Um, shit and like different seaweeds that you could eat. I was like, wow, okay, so like maybe I could survive like a week if I got shredded somewhere. <laughs> Based off the knowledge that I've gained from from this show, but I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It's just interesting to see people. It's it's sad in a way too, where I feel like it's built around the Hunger Games. Like these are people just willing to fucking starve for because you win a prize, you win money. So I watched all all six seasons, even though I felt it's also kind of fucked up that the premise is like that, that people are just starving for money. But you know, it's America, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, but I also watched so uh did you ever see this movie if looks could kill
1: <laughs> yeah i i uh i'm a i'm a, I'm a you have to understand that for a little up uh, prior to twin peaks my favorite show of all time it's still one of my all-time favorite shows 21 jump, street. 21 jump street and i was also a big fan of uh the show booker yeah um the spinoff show 21 jump street so John, Go ahead. Down on John
0: so looks, if looks could kill, is really I. This is like one of my my childhood favorite movies. Okay, um I think I talked. Did I talk about this last
1: episode? You mentioned you briefly mentioned that you were, uh you were, you were either going to rewatch it or you had watched it or it might have been a conversation we had outside of the podcast.
0: Okay, so if looks could kill, Richard Rico is a high schooler, which he looks a lot older than a high schooler, but um, I think he was like 23 or 24 at the time. But, you know, he, he fails. Yeah. <laughs> he fails his, his French class. Uh, and so they are, so he has to go to summer school, but summer school is going, they're traveling abroad. And then somehow at the airport, there's a mix up where he gets mistaken for a spy. Uh, and so that's just the whole premise of the movie is that, He's a high schooler mistaken for a spy man and has to carry out this whole like espionage um, with the British like CIA or whatever they're called, you know? Uh, And it's, it's actually hilarious. It's really great. Um, Everyone should watch it. I had a really hard time finding it. I did download it off the internet because I couldn't even find a DVD anywhere, but it's fucking great. It's like everything about that movie makes me laugh. Like there's a really great, scene in a hotel room with a scorpion and i'll just leave it at that
1: well you know it's funny because i remember you know i i am a, a movie i remember when the books get killed i remember there was another movie that came out maybe three or four years before that it was a movie called rescue and i don't know if you remember this one but it had uh kevin dylan and skippy from uh family ties and trick-or-treat and like they're basically, basically like, this movie about these like i think they're navy seals who all get like fucking like taken like uh PO, as POWs by the Koreans and like the basically the art, the U S government's like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to risk like another war just to save these, these like POWs. So their kids like sneak out of, off the base and try to like, and go to rescue their fathers. And um it kind of reminded me of that too, where like they're using their, their teen savvy to like, <laughs> to navigate you know, waters that adults can't fucking handle. Um, so I remember being like, man, I can't wait till that shit happens to me. And thankfully it never did. Cause I was completely inept as a teenager, as I am as a 30 something.
0: There's a good, there's like some good one liners in there. Like the I'll nail your ass to the wall, um, which I want to use now forever. Um, I feel, I feel like my mom used to say that to me too. <laughs> when
1: I was younger. Maybe your mom was a fan of Richard Grieco too.
0: Or that, that could, I mean, probably. Um, I watched this movie called We Summon the Darkness, which I, it's oh, yeah. so dumb. It's just not okay. good. I All really right. didn't like it. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate it. It was just stupid. Um, Johnny Knoxville's in it. Um, really? He, he, yeah, he plays this, like, preacher TV man. Um, like and it. Alexandria Daddario. Which yeah, I like her too. I don't, I haven't seen her in a lot of things besides, like, True Detective it's funny cuz I'm in, you know, a bunch of different film groups. One I actually got kicked out of recently, which is really funny. I'll tell that in a second. But um yeah, one of the film fanatic groups like posted the trailer cuz it had recently come out. I think on Shutter or or yeah. something or Netflix and uh I was like, "Uh, oh, could be promising." Um but it it just ended up being stupid. Like for the first half I was like, "Okay, I, I think I'm I think this could be cool." Like awesome that it's like females like who might be the murderers instead of the guys and then it just takes like this stupid twist for no reason and I'm just like oh that is lame and then it made most of the girls stupid and I just felt like I was like oh okay so by the ending I gave up like it had it obviously was like a little bit gory and like Alexandra plays like this this crazy like daughter of um of a uh, evangelical like religious person, so it kind of makes sense that she's fucking crazy. But I don't know. It just I feel like it tried way too hard, and it was like just stupid. And I was a little let down by it. I was like, oh, it it had promise in the beginning, and then it just got really, really fucking dumb. Um, so that's my review. <laughs> all, right, all right.
1: Um.
0: And then so um, I, it's funny because I mentioned this. I know I mentioned it, and I know I didn't talk about it, but I watched Possessor. Which yes, is not out it. yet, but I found a leak. So just to warn you guys, if you're into that, it's out there. If you're not, then fucking wait for it. Um, but this is the Baby Cronenberg. Um, what's his name? Brandon Cronenberg. Brandon I like Cronenberg. I Baby
1: Cronenberg better, but go ahead.
0: Uh, Baby Cronenberg. Yeah, it is. It has that feel, but it is. It is different. It's like it has that like vivid, colorfulness of like Suspiria, you know. But it's also very much. It feels like a Cronenberg in, movie in parts, but it is its own movie. And so I, I do want to make that clear. I really liked it. Um Andrea Risenborough is is just like fucking she's like that creep, you know, like she's yeah. that actress now that she just plays these like really monotone, creepy roles. And she's really great in this. And then so the premise is it's I don't even know how to explain it. It's like kind of like it Inception and Body Snatchers assassins, like Basically, we're we're slightly in the future where um, there's this like um, you know this like subgovernment group that has this machine where um, they could basically kidnap you and then you're controlling their body and being in their mind and so basically people pay them to have like certain things happen like you're you're an ass you're assassinating someone or you're doing corporate espionage and then you know you're killing off the people um it is hyper violent in some places um mm. it is really cool it um dude it's I really liked it. I, I just I don't want to say too much because I don't want to ruin some parts um for people who especially since it hasn't come out yet. But it is. It's it's very it's like very visceral. It's like very dreamlike and creepy. Um and it has these like really great scenes in it which are just like really frightening. And I think Risenbro does a really good job of that. I can't remember his name, but he it's funny because he played a boyfriend in girls. Um and I don't care what you say. I don't really like Leah Dunham, but it's weird how much I liked girls. He's mm-hmm. in a really great episode near the end of the season um, where he comes back after breaking up with one of the characters. And so I've always liked him in it. Um, he He's a really great addition to the movie. Um, Sheen Bean's in it or Sean, Sean, Sean. Bean. Um, he, he's good in it. Um, it's, it is frightening. I, I think uh, I really liked it. And it's going to be great when it comes out. I would have loved to see like, that's a movie that I would have loved to see in a theater, but unfortunately we just don't have that luxury right now. Right. <laughs> but it would have been great. I mean, it would have been a great release for that. I think it premiered at Sundance. Um, and so some people did get to see it in the theater, which is really cool, but I really wish I got to see it. Um, <clears throat> and then the two other things that I want to talk about are Lovecraft Country. Did you watch it?
1: I have not yet. My wife and I are, are, you know, we just, you know, we're on different schedules uh, mentally. So it's like when I'm in a mood, she's not, when she's in a mood, I'm not. Um, We're going to do it. We just haven't, you know, we haven't done it yet.
0: The first, so it's only the first episode that premiered. Um, It's long awaited. It was based off a book, which I did not read. I kind of wish I did now. And it's funny because one of my friends was like, I read the book and I loved it. And I didn't even realize that it was written by a white guy. So, there's lots of like different call I, I kind of like the idea that it took these like horror giants of the past that were racist, you know, yeah. and um and bigots and then kind of changed the story. Um and so the first episode is is really cool and it calls it has so many Easter eggs. Like this is the fucking Easter egg episode. It calls back so many things about horror and then also um cult like black culture, like Um, Jackie Robinson there's a dream sequence um, in there with it James Baldwin you can hear him um, throughout the episode also um, there's this photographer Gordon Parks and so Misha Green really it's like it's like panel for panel it's just like stunning imagery of like the old south you know Um, it's also really scary in parts too and then I'm it just made me really interested to see what the rest of the the um the story has it is it is difficult um to watch too in parts because obviously we're in the 50s south traveling up to new england and so uh they mentioned obviously the green book but yeah. you're you're traveling through hateful um like little neighborhoods where you know people just don't like anyone who's not white and so it's always a little hard for me to watch but um i really liked it i I think it's going to be so good, and I think it's gonna, I think it's going to be great, and I can't wait to see. Wait, they talk about that awesome
1: Oscar-winning movie where Viggo Mortensen plays <laughs> <the, the> black, <laughs> black Culture, the the white guys <laughs> in Black Culture, or, <laughs> yeah. or the yeah. actual Green. Yeah, didn't that uh, um,
0: win like Best Picture or something? Isn't that fucking crazy?
1: Yep, it is. Um, it is fucking crazy. That is that the that way is, to put it.
0: That is crazy. Um, but. I for anyone who's a horror fan, I feel like you yeah. just like it's owed that you have to watch it and then sure. it's it's great. I feel like I wish because you know, we're in also the world of instant gratification and I like really just want to binge it so bad. <laughs> you know, I wish it was all out so I could be like, oh, I would need to know. I need to find out the next episode. Like what? Um, and then uh no which is like, you know the NOS for A2. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I really liked what uh, – Yeah, uh I mean, we. I only watched the first episode with you. And, like, that's because my wife and I are always like, what are we going to watch now as far as shows? I've been really pushing that one because I'm like I I really liked how well that first – that pilot episode was done. And I want to yeah. keep it – but I don't want to watch it by myself because it's always boring. I mean, like, when you've only got one TV and two people, it's always kind of boring to be like, okay, okay I'm going to binge watch two episodes and then I'll give you your turn, you know. It's like I want to get her in on it too. So, um, I,
0: um, well, the second season is now, and I, I don't know if it's going to be a third season or not, which kind of sucks. Cause I feel like it's under the radar really, but I don't know. Cause I don't have cable. Um, so I, I, you know, stole it off the internet so I could watch it. So I've only watched the first two episodes so far. I love it. I, um, it takes place eight years in the future from the first, um, from the first season. So everything's kind of new. Um, and you're going through the motions of what everyone's life is like now. And, um, you know, how, how it's typical, you know, people just want to forget trauma, but it still lingers there. Um, it's really good. I really like it. It's so creepy, but like I find children really creepy anyway. Yeah. Um, and what's his name? Zachary. Uh, yeah. Zachary Quinto. He's, he always, he plays a great maniac and like a subtle maniac, like soft-spoken but like really scary. And so now I'm just like, even if he played like a darling man, I would feel weird about it because I've just seen him now as this creep, creep well, master.
1: Yeah. I don't want to spoil the, the pilot episode, the what episode I watched with you, but like what I liked about it is I knew exactly. I read some of the book. Uh, I I couldn't get into the book as much as I wanted to, I think. Um, but um even though, even there were there was deviations, I knew it was going to happen. Like, I knew how the episode, I, I basically could call, I could have called the ending a mile away, like how, where they were going to end the first episode, like what note they were going to end it on. But what I liked about it is that I knew it and I thought they did it. I did it such a great job that I didn't care anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I saw it coming a mile away, but yeah. I was looking forward to it. And I really so- liked that.
0: What's funny is um, there's obviously a famous bridge and, and, you know, there was a, it's a, it was an actual real bridge and it's, it's written about, especially um, in, in horror um, and they use it in, um, in Nosferatu. But it's funny when I was watching Lovecraft Country, when they were already, you know, going towards Massachusetts, because it's funny, they call out, they call out Arkham, but it's actually called Artem because obviously they had to change it, but. Yeah. Um, there's a bridge scene, and I was like, holy shit, is that the same fucking bridge? And so I I think it's really cool that they're really, uh, everything's kind of connected through the the base horror, even though um, it's like, they're not paying homage to it, but they are, you know, and I, I really like that. And so I like that there's like little connections through, through yeah. every show and everything. So I don't know, both Lovecraft Country is really cool, and, and Nosferatu, at least, from the start of the second seasons are are really creepy and really cool. So definitely watch those
1: guys and look out for it. But
0: what did you, what have you watched lately? Yeah,
1: you know, honestly, it has been a lot. I mean, I was, I was on the road a bit. I, uh, I mean, I, I think last time we spoke, I had just gone to the drive in and saw when we, well, no, actually we didn't talk about this because we had done our, um, we, you know, we did our, our, our stay at home a three, like the one time where a stay at home a actually is necessary. It's like I said before, it's like, Usually we do that. We do those episodes kind of be like, we don't like going out. And now we're like, we can't go out. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. like but, um, <laughs> but I actually, you know, to be honest, I, I, been, I, was going to the drive-in for a while and I had seen, um, you know, lost boys and fright night, which, uh, I mean, I, 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 feel like I can't go through a summer without watching lost boys. Cause it, to me, it really uh, signifies the summer. Yeah. Um, and then Fright Night's one of my all-time favorites. So what I loved about it was at one point, I love the movies. I mean, I, I, look, if you haven't seen the movies, it's ridiculous. We did an episode on Fright Night. It's great. Fucking check it out. I'm not going to talk about how, how much I love those movies. What I'm going to talk about is at one point I went to go use the bathroom. And walk into walking the bathroom. And on the screen to the left of me, they're playing uh, – a screen to the left of Fright, uh, Lost Boys, they're playing Goonies. And the screen to the right is playing Gremlins. And I'm like, holy shit, man. This is like – this is the fucking dream. I'm living in the perfect world where like everywhere around me there's an 80s film playing at the on the <laughs> But then it clicked and then I realized something that blew me away. Goonies, Corey Feldman, Lost Boys, Corey Feldman, Gremlins, Corey Feldman. I was like, "Man, this the drive in loves Corey Feldman tonight." Um cuz he he was everywhere. Was um a Coreyathon. It was a Coreyathon. Just he had it, you know, on different screens, but uh I saw that um, and that was, you know, it was fantastic. And then, you know, we went on this trip before we went on the trip. I was watching. And then afterwards, I've been re- uh, going through Night Flight, which is one of my favorite, uh, you know, it was, I loved it then and I, I love it now, you know. Um, but Night Flight, um, the app, has a, um, has this show called um, The Other Side with Zabrecki. And, and um, Zabrecki was this, he, well, he, he was an L.A. musician who um, was in a band called uh, Possum Dixon. And uh, he um he ended up becoming a magician, like ended up like frequenting the magic castle. And uh, he now has this show. It's a show that him and his wife put, uh, created called uh, "The Other Side Was the Brecky," where he'll have a special guest on, and he'll try to like chant. You know, he'll do a séance and try to like channel that per- That that the guest, like the guest, will be like, "I want to like Jack Black was the guest on one of the episodes. He's like, I want to channel the ghost of Kirk Cobain. So the episode is them trying to like." contact that goes to Kurt Cobain and it is fucking hilarious it's so weird and deadpan and awesome that I want everybody to check it out because the episodes are maybe like 10 minutes max mm-hmm. you know but they're so good they're so fucking cool and uh, I love that show Um uh, so you know I've been watching that and like by watching that, I just mean I've been like I'll, I'll be bored and I'll click on an episode you know or I'll click on a short you know um we do our Friday night well we haven't done our Friday night things for a while because um we were, we, you know, my wife and I went on a, uh, we drove to Minnesota, which was a whole other thing. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, um, we, look, I loved. drive was fantastic. People just need to wear masks. That's all I got to say. Anyway, um, but, uh, one of the movies that we were going to watch on our Friday night, because I remember I programmed these Friday night movies all through the entire month of September. So I already have like a, 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 like a flyer that I made that I referred to as like, okay, this is this week. It's this movie. Okay. And one of the the movies that we were going to watch when we were gone was fright night. So I was just glad that we got to see that at uh, the drive-in. Um, but we watched, I showed my, well, I watched the last drive-in with Joe Bob because they did, they a, did a summer sleepover special. Um, and I watched that and then I watched, uh, I showed my wife Friday 13th part four because she had never seen it before. And, you know, I'm always trying to hype it up. Like, now there are some good Friday 13th movies. You just got to fucking know which ones they are. So I showed her that. And she was like, she was entertained. So I was like, all right, that's cool. You know, I did my job. You know, my job on every Friday is to provide entertainment in this apartment. So, uh, you know, I, I nailed it with Friday 13th part four. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, and then this week I got uh, tape heads. That's a, a great Tom Hanks, Tim... I mean, Tom Hanks. Jesus Christ. Tom Hanks. John Cusack. No, no, not Tom Hanks at all. John Cusack and Tim Robbins. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I have no idea where Tom Hanks came into any of this.
0: Um, <laughs> you were just thinking think, about him? <laughs> I, I
1: um, like I was thinking, like, oh, man, like, you know, that Friday 13th movie starring Tom Hanks. Um, no, uh, uh, Tape Heads is this movie with John Cusack and Tim Robbins where they, like, play, like, childhood best friends who, like... Um, they're like fucking losers and they decide they're going to make music videos. And this is like made in like 1987, 88. And it's produced, not directed, but produced by the same, by Michael Nesmith from the monkeys who also produced repo man. And it has that same kind of what crazy feel to it, where it's just like the plot is like, okay, they're going to make music videos, but then there's really, it's just kind of like follows their misadventures, you know? Um, It's one of my all time favorites. And I'm showing that on Friday Um, next week. We're going to have a pretty sweet, uh, Christian Slater double feature of a uh, gleaming the cube and Sick. pump up the volume. Yeah. Um, that's really good. I've been watching, like I haven't, we've been watching what we do in the shadows, the show. Cause I, I, I the first season was fine. I'm the movie that, that gets a lot the, the, the movie that gets the most traction in our apartment between me and my wife, like we'll just put it on all the time is the original, what we do in the shadows. Like it's one of the few movies that we both a hundred percent agree on. Um, and so we're big fans of that movie. So when the show came out, we were like, because everybody, like, all, all uh, people I work with were freaking out, They're like, oh man, you got to see the show. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Like, yeah, man, I know. It, I, it was a movie first, and it was great. They're like, oh, I never, I didn't know it was a movie, but you got to see the show. And I'm like, God damn it, the show is actually pretty funny. I will, I will give the, uh, I'll give the show a lot of credit. It, it, it actually, it picks up, and I, I, really enjoy it. So we were watching that, and then, um, I think that that covers it. I mean, like, I, like, I haven't really been watching much, um. I've been uh, preparing for the movie that we, uh, we watched for this episode, um, which do you want
0: to, yeah. Wow. That is. Um, Okay. So (laughs) uh, it's called ice cream man. Yes. uh, (laughs) Directed by Norman Apstein, um, 1995. Apparently a porn
1: director. (laughs)
0: uh, That makes a lot of sense um directed or not directed um stars clint howard which is kind of funny um where he plays uh this ice cream (laughs) he plays this man who just got out of you know a mental institution um his idol was the ice cream man and so he took his place and the ice cream man was weirdly shot in like a drug related (laughs) like it's this movie is so fucking weird mickey like i don't know if i love it or hate it like i mostly hate it. it Well, there, at the end, I loved it. It also it has these like really great representation of cops that are just so stupid and like wannabe cops. So like yeah. basically the ice cream man is terrorizing people. He he means well because, you know, he's just a psychotic dude that ends up killing children um, and kidnapping children. Um, and he's like the Pied Piper. That's the whole story. He's the Pied Piper of ice cream. So he's just luring children in and doing weird shit um and killing them um so i don't know i don't know how i feel about
1: this movie well, here's what i love okay it, it comes out in 1995 at a time period when we're getting kind of inundated and i mean this in the best possible way we're getting inundated with occupational horror films so we've got like the 1989 90 we got maniac cop and the maniac cop one two you know maniac cop yeah. two, and then we've got you know um dr giggles and then we have the dentist it's like these movies where like the villain is like a specific job you know i'm surprised we didn't have like the salesman you know like but that's what i like about ice cream man is it comes in that that weird niche horror subgenre of like occupational horror films and then um i love what i really love about this movie though is that the cast is like horror movie, cult film, like royalty. It's like Clint Howard, you know, you just mentioned. Yeah, David Warner's in it, which is weird. Yeah, Clint Howard, who was in like Rockwell High School, Evil Speak, The Wraith, David Warner, like you just said, who was in The Omen, Twin Peaks, Ninja Turtles 2, and Waxwork. And he's in this Christmas Carol that we watch every year with my family, you know? Mm -hmm. Olivia Hussey, who was in Black Christmas, Turkey Shoot, and Stephen King's It, um, the original miniseries. David Naughton, you know the guy who plays Tuna's father. He was a he was the main dude. He was David in American Werewolf in London. Um, he's also in an episode, uh, a segment in Body Bags, the John Carpenter thing. Uh, Sandal Bergman, who was in and the Barbarian, Hell Comes to Frogtown, and an episode of Freddy's Nightmare. Actually, two episodes. And then Jan Michael Vincent from Airwolf and Alienator as uh, that cop who's like such a useless piece of shit that I can't stand it. Um, it's like a fucking it's, dynamite cast.
0: So yeah, it's a, like a dynamite B cast, but yeah. it's also yep. it's it's really strange. So first of all, that tuna character, his name is Tuna like Cassor Cassori. So his his fucking name is Tuna Casserole. I don't know why they named this this kid tuna casserole and first of all they needed i don't know what the deal is with the script but they needed to make fat jokes so much that they put this kid in a fucking fat suit but it looks so fake it just looks like there's a pillow under his it's so weird i was like why did they do this to this poor kid it's just they really laid on
1: the weight thing with poor tuna
0: yeah and it's like why like there was no reason for it um and also there's like some great one-liners. So like the the older brother of one of the characters really wants to be a cop which is kind of funny and weird. And so in the beginning there's like he's like talking with his family and he's like when I become a cop there's no more flesh and blood there's just me and the law. And I was like this is fucking this is great. These are great lines. <laughs> there's another one at the end where he's like he's like I got the I got the gun and the badge will follow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, it's, like, it's like
0: perfect and then like dude so this this movie has like some really great like pieces in it which is weird because they don't all connect at all the times and like it's really low budget it kind of looks like someone set up a haunted house that you would pay like five dollars to go see and halloween and then made a movie in it um you mean <laughs>
1: like the movie, scary movie with john hawks
0: yeah uh, like <laughs> like, except worse somehow um but it's it's really weird clint howard i i hate to say but he has always had that that face that is just really creepy Um, so he he's kind of perfect as this like psychotic ice cream man um i do really like that it's funny because um you know the cops obviously don't believe the children that's the whole premise you know the children figure out that the ice cream man is like picking them off or like kidnapping or killing them and they go to the cops and they're like oh you guys are you guys are lying you know like you guys yeah. this is bullshit you know this movie wants to be like a monster squad and like a Goonies is so bad but it's just not um but it's still weird it's still kind of endearing um and so they they check out like the old mental institution to see what's going on there. And the two cops are like walking down the aisle. And one cop in one scene, he's like not even walking. It just seems like he was mad or something that he had to do this scene and the dude's just like kind of being shoved all the way down, like and his face is so monotone. Yeah, and, like, and, then, yeah, and then the other the other cop has like he has this like really great fight scene. <laughs>
1: And then- Do you know who the other cop was? Which one? The the one that wasn't Jama. All right, so the older cop was Michael Vincent from the show Airwolf. The younger cop was played by Lee Majors the second. So it was the son of the $60 Million Dollar Man.
0: Oh, okay, okay, that's really funny, and that kind of makes sense in his face yeah um and it's kind of funny because there's a scene where the cop that's just being shoved all of a sudden turns around and starts shooting the (laughs) the people in the mental institution i'm like what like it's so silly it's like it's like really silly but also like they tried really hard to be gory but they had like obviously a very low budget like there's a scene where he puts an eyeball in the ice cream for the cop and the cop has it just rolling around in his mouth. I have but it's no like-
1: idea. I know <laughs> the so- most useless fucking cops. Actually what I liked about it was that like those two guys are, they're, they're like, they're useless detectives. And then the brother who wants to be a cop is basically what I think all cops really are. is just like, dude, yeah. who like, um, who like pick on their little brothers and like, you know, make fun of like, I mean, he was the one, I mean, I wish you could see the notes that I wrote when I was watching this because you've covered all of them. Like poor fat kid jokes, um, the useless cops thing because they are fucking useless. The weird jam- the weird moment at the insane asylum where Jan Michael Vincent's like casually strolling with a look of indifference and then just starts firing away like a fucking <laughs> um, but I, I, here's the one thing I, I so I, I do really like this movie and I think there's a lot of funny. I think you know I, I get the. I get the intentional humor. Like I'm, I'm, I'm well, well aware that it's like, okay, this is this is all intended to be a joke, you know. Like yeah. when he's, like, when he's like, when he's sifting through the fucking like items, you know, he's gonna make the, the you know, he's gonna put them into the ice cream stuff, like the, the bodies that he's taken, and he, he, like, he kills David Naughton, um, Tuna's dad, which is a pretty cool death where he like he smushes his face with a fucking waffle iron. And then he cuts off his head and puts it on a giant waffle cone. That's pretty fucking rad. Dude,
0: yeah. And then, obviously, there's, like, a weird slutty housewife person yeah, was, in suburbia. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so he's, like, going through their per- – like, he's, like, he's like sifting. Like, he's put all their body shit in, like, in a bucket. And he's sifting through it. And, like, a diaphragm comes out, you know. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. This is fucking dark. <gasps> this is so weird. But, It is. It's um, so silly. I don't, I I have a weird feeling about, like, I have mixed feelings about soundtracks or scores that that are done. Like, I, I, it's really weird because when it's done in the case of like Basket Case, like, um, I really enjoy it. Like, but the, 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 the score on this one where it feels like somebody's just on a keyboard and they're just like hammering away, it can, it can grate on my nerves for a bit. Um, I don't, I didn't really care for the score, which I think is like a huge part of this movie. Like, I really think that, like, it's one of those things where it's like you really, um, when you hear a bad score, it, it makes you realize like how good, how important a good score in a movie is. Cause a good score you almost ignore. Cause it's like, so part of the movie that it doesn't stand out. It, it, it It's like, it's just as part of like the cast and the, and the, the, the cinematography and everything. Whereas this, when the score is really bad, it really just dry, you know, just grates on your nerves. And this is, this is one of them. I also was not a big fan of the big cop out in this movie. Um, so the movie is like Clint Howard is like this sinister ice cream man. But the people that he's really doing any damage to are douchebag adults.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he. Well, yeah, it's weird. He did. Like, go ahead.
1: He doesn't kill anybody that he doesn't deserve it.
0: Yeah. He kind of influences the small one, small Paul, you know, <laughs> Yeah, small
1: pa- I love that small Paul. I know. Power. I
0: like his name um but yeah that i mean it makes sense like he's not actually killing children but he is kidnapping them and trying to kill them is um, he though
1: he, he's like you think he's gonna kill small paul but then he's just like he's buddying up a, he's teaching small paul to make ice cream there's nothing wrong with that see i like-
0: i knew you were gonna find <laughs> a, <laughs> a way to uh to have him um be humanized a little bit which is is really funny yeah. but
1: Tell I think, me one person in that movie who dies who doesn't deserve to die. The dog, um, the dog.
0: Yeah, the dog, which is weird because his it was his caretakers, you know, kind of the I nurse.
1: Love, By the way, I love Olivia Hussey. I think she's great in Black Christmas. I think she's great in, in – uh, I like her in Stephen King's – I like. She think she's great in Turkey. Shoot. I really like Olivia Hussey. The woman could play Juliet like nobody's business, right? Because that's what she's famous for, Romeo and Juliet. She cannot play an old woman I know. for the whole life of her. It is so – appallingly bad how she's like she's playing an old lady the way that i would play an old lady you know like very stock old lady voice and like kind of like scrunch up my back a little bit it's like come on you're a fucking shakespeare trained actress are you really fucking telling me that you can't pull this off Um, i know
0: it's it was so weird i was like there's nothing believable about this but that's fine
1: (laughs) she's not a bad actress that's the problem is that like I don't know um but the dog gets it but everybody else is just fucking douchebag co- like I mean okay what first off he's, the, the girlfriend two-
0: she didn't and she tried to warn the boyfriend who the one who was like the badge yeah, but- will follow she was like hey dude like can you can we not like do this but can we was- call the cops huh? yeah
1: but she's like with that guy and like you know it's like you're almost kind of guilty by proxy you know like you're dating that guy you you know what kind of douchebag he is. You've seen him make fun of a fat kid. You've seen him like yell at his little brother. You you are gar- you know you you know the guy you're dating is garbage so you're kind of garbage yourself. Sorry. By proxy.
0: That was, I thought that was like a little funny thing. Like obviously the kids stole the brother's camera so they could take pictures of inside the ice cream place of all the blood and shit. Yeah. Um, and so they do, but the brother finds his camera and he's like, where's the film? And the girl had already tried to get it developed. And so they go pick it up and half of them are like them just fucking. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the pictures of like all the gore and stuff that they took. And so that's where he gets the idea that he's going to be the hero. You know he he wants to be a cop so bad and he's going to do it and he ends up getting getting him and his his girlfriend.
1: Now that's what I call a brain freeze. That's yeah. one of like yeah. that's the line that that, uh, that he spits out when he kills her. Well, that, one thing I really don't like about this movie, but at the same time I kind of have a weird fondness for, it, is um uh, how small Paul tricks you know the how he gets the upper hand on the ice cream man is that he basically rips off the finale of Friday 13th Part 4.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I did see that.
1: Suddenly, I mean, it makes sense in Friday 13th Part 4, sort of, that the villain is so stupid that you can trick him like that. But in this one, we've just established that Clint Howard's just crazy. He's not necessarily dumb. He's just crazy. So for him to fall for that gag really kind of bothered me. Um,
0: Yeah, but who knows what he kept getting injected with. The whole scenes of him in the hospital is just like...
1: Green goo being injected into his brain. We don't know what that is. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, you're defending that. I'm defending Clint Howard's uh, modus operandi. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I, I think he's a. Uh, you know, like I said, he's a. Uh, he's just. He's just cleaning up the streets. You know, he's getting rid of a douchebag, a uh, uh, father who's cheating on his wife. He, the, his fucking, the, the guy's mistress, who's a fucking bitch. Um, this fucking wannabe cop, who's a su- fucking little like psychopath in the making, um, his girlfriend, who kind of le- allowed him to like fucking be a douchebag, and um, and then two cops that were just really bad at their jobs. I mean, just honestly, bad cops. They're bad cops. And then the, the other two cops. Two, oh my god, this <laughs> the two detectives who are like on the scene, and then he jumps out from out of nowhere and smacks them with with like mm. ladles and knocks them out and i'm like oh my god
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah uh this movie it's weird because this movie was written by david dobkin which we talked about um before because he also directed eurovision um he also directed clay pigeons which actually is a cool movie and wedding crashers but it's really weird that he wrote this movie (laughs) like it's strange
1: well i mean like again this movie is funny like there's some there's a lot of funny parts to it it's just um You know, and and again, the whole idea of like a homicidal um, ice cream, man, ice cream. man, that's fucking fantastic. Uh, It is.
0: And I really I thought it was a funny touch that there were bars on the ice cream window um, when he was going through. So I was like, oh, that's funny. He really just doesn't. It's protecting him inside this little this little, you know.
1: You're right, or that the, the ice cream trucks oh. when he was a kid it said ice cream king, and now that he's driving, it says ice cream prince. Yeah. I think that's great, right.
0: dude. And his license plate says ah, boo. And I thought it was so funny for some reason.
1: Did you catch yeah, that? There's some, ah, yeah. ah boo. There's some nice touches in this movie. And I, I, here's the thing is, I really like Clint Howard a lot. Um, like you know, I, lo- I mean, again, like I, we were talking about his credentials, like, and I, I do love him in rock and roll high school. Um, as eagle bower and i i really like him in evil speak as like the picked on fucking dude who becomes a weird fucking satan dude who fucking gets revenge on all the assholes who fucking picked on him i'm like i'm i'm a big fan of the worm turning you know like people getting revenge and everything like that i'm you know you're not gonna I'm, I'm gonna always be sympathetic towards people who are treated like shit who they just fucking who dish it back out like poor clean howard who's like Everybody's thinking, nobody's thinking. like, David Naughton, the guy from America World from London, probably wouldn't have died if he hadn't been such an asshole to the fucking ice cream man on the two times that he saw him, you know what I mean? Like, for <laughs> no reason, for no reason, he's just, it's like me and you had this conversation when we watched um Christmas Evil, right, and, like, where, like, the guy was, like, the Santa, you know, dressing up as Santa Claus, he just wanted to bring cheer, and it's the same movie, actually. I know, I
0: know, you really, it's funny, because I knew you would f- fucking find it to be, yeah,
1: And only people he fucking kills in Christmas Evil are the fucking assholes who are just for no fucking reason picking a fight or making fun of a guy dressed up as Santa Claus. Like, that's something to do. So, you know what? If if these movies are fucking teaching people how to be fucking better people by fear, I'm all about it. Yeah, except, like,
0: don't kidnap kids or try to murder them. Well, also... Uh, I think I I the, and the dad where like you know he's stalking tuna and uh he goes by and it, the dad goes like what is that ice cream dork doing out here? <laughs> that's what
1: I'm talking about. There's no need to make fun of the ice cream. Man. You're just being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. And so you know what? If you get turned into a fucking waffle cone, big fucking deal. That's on you. You know. And look, he's kidnapping kids, sort of, maybe. But you know what? I blame the parents. Why aren't they fucking watching where their kids are? They're not. Like, it was the either.
0: 90s, man. You just, like, you just open the door and let them out until later. At least one mom was like, I need you home, like, before dark, kid.
1: Yeah. But I'm talking about the – what about Tuna's mom, the woman who was in Conan the Barbarian, yeah, right? A bit. Like, she loses him in the grocery store while he's being chased by Clint Howard. If you, as a parent, can't see that with your own two eyes – while you're grocery st- shopping, you know, like you don't see a weird looking dude chasing your kid, you shouldn't be having kids. That's my fucking, that's my point. So if Clint Howard gets your kid, that's on you. That's not on Clint Howard. He's just, he's just, uh, he's thinning out the herd. <laughs> it's so
0: weird. I do. I'm not mad I watched it. Like, it was a fun watch. I'm just like, I'm still like, what was yeah. this movie? <laughs> like,
1: I mean. It's true. I only suggested it because I know how much you love 90s movies. Uh, I
0: do. I do. And I love ice cream, so and you love ice
1: cream, so I figured this would be a, you know, this is a look, I I you, you remember that the other I was like, "Hey, we could watch this." But my other choices were like, well, one of them specifically was very grim um and yeah. pretty brutal.
0: I was like, "Maybe not that right now."
1: Yeah, it probably is not it the is, best. It's thing a to watch fun
0: watch. It. It's very it's very like it is gory but in the low budget way where it makes it makes it funny, you know? Yeah. Um it it is a fun movie to watch. It's silly. It has yeah. some great one-liners.
1: Yeah, it's the it, it's it, it is a perfect like I said, it is a uh, a great time capsule of that time period in horror where it's like again, movie, horror movies where like the villain is he is a like the leprechaun, the dentist, maniac cop you know like they are they are an occupation they're a job or they're a a specific thing you know they're not like um i don't know and then um and then one-liners like how many at that point we were still it's 1995 we're still dealing with like the 80s where all of our villains are gonna throw out a quip before they're gonna and it's usually gonna be a quip that like ties into what is going on you know like um i don't know you know what i mean like like he says, he calls somebody a piece of shit, and then dumps dumps their head in a piece you know, in a bunch of shit. Like you know, that doesn't happen in the movie, but you know that's the example I'm giving you. You know where it's like something very fitting to Little, the movie.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a quip.
1: That's a pun, you know. And like, um, I don't know. I, I I like I I think it's a fun movie to watch for that reason. Like it's a fun '90s horror film. It's not the best out of all the movies I mentioned to you. Like Maniac Cop One, Two, Three, Doctor Giggles. I would put it above. Maniac Cop Three, but below Maniac Cop One, Two, or Doctor Giggles, um, yeah, Doctor Giggles, which is very similar. You know, like it's always that, and I love this this motif in horror films too, where it's like the 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 evil job guy, you know, like um, the evil post office worker or the evil dentist or the evil ice cream man or the evil doctor or whatever you want to fucking whatever evil job you want to be. You as a kid saw either your father who was a doctor or your or the local ice cream man get gunned down horrifically to traumatize you so much that you are now intrinsically tied into that, whatever that profession is. His father's a doctor that gets killed by the town and he becomes insane and everything becomes medical, like practice stuff to him. And then like in this case, you know, this little boy watches the local, the local ice cream man get gunned down
0: yeah and then the end scene where he's just churning and churning and churning it's hilarious i was like who in the hospital let him have an ice cream
1: maker (laughs) exactly i do love that it checks off all those boxes in like horror films of that time period like it's like uh, you know, like a, a paint by numbers of like the type, yeah. the type of movie that we're talking about, but it's still so much fun. And um, again, you're not going to get many movies where Clint Howard is the fucking lead actor. So cool. Give it to him. I, I, I am yeah. I'm, I'm a fan when a B movie actor or or a character actor takes the lead, you know, like um, you have in, on the, on the, the higher brow, you've got Harry Dean Stanton in Paris, Texas on the lower scale. You've got Clint Howard as the ice cream man. <laughs>
0: true true and like i said i did enjoy it i there's so many times where i was like i just kind of smirked to myself watching it because i'm like oh man this fucking movie it is worth a watch for sure it's on amazon prime if you guys have it it's definitely fun it's definitely a fun silly
1: horror movie you know i i think you know kind of to wrap up our whole thing about the ice cream man is that one of the things i wanted to point out about the 90s movies too is that you know our last episode we did um you know, our stay-at-home-a-thon, you actually picked two movies that, um, well, you picked Stay Tuned, which a few days ago they announced they're doing a TV show of.
0: Oh, yeah. I uh, I heard about that, which should be, I wonder, it depends. It depends on who's cast. You know, I really, I feel like it could be cool now depending yeah. on what they choose, because especially since TV shows have changed a little bit, um, especially with reality television, I'm really interested to see how they're going to take it and then who they're going to cast.
1: You know. Sure. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be the, the plot of the movie, but I think it's I, I hopefully they're gonna lean more into like the the um more adult territory they could have done in the movie. But uh the other movie that you picked that was nineties movie was um The Cell, which it's came out twenty years ago today.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was like two thousand, like right on the cusp of of no. the nineties, two thousand.
1: I think it was it was this day in twenty in two thousand that uh, this I'm pretty sure. That's so
0: funny that that's so funny. It's very relevant.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's celebrate. It's got a, It's oh. celebrating an anniversary today. Also, so.
0: I like. I want to point out that. People have contacted me to tell me how right I am about the cell being good. So maybe you should put that on your list of things to watch, Mickey. Teresa.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Like here's the thing, it's the same, you know, there's a lot of people who said Titanic was a fucking best picture of the year. This, you know, they believe it this way.
0: Like, listen, I'll go to bat for Titanic because it was such a grandiose movie. And the mm-hmm. the real effects in it, like, you know, like they're they're actually the way he set up the little mini models to be flooded, like. It actually is a great movie. I Okay, okay,
1: fine. Bad example. Let me give you a good example. <laughs> we exist in a world we exist in a world where Green Book was considered best okay. fiction. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, fine. Although so, Marshalla Mar Mayor Shalla, hey, fantastic. Leave. Yeah. Um, but also they yeah, it's a White Savior complex movie, which is really fucking weird. But yeah. anyway. That's, but once, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that.
1: And I told you, I already said I will probably rewatch The Cell because, um you know, after we were talking about it, I was like, God damn, you know, there's a lot of, like, I'm remembering some visuals. and I really, like, Vincent D'Onofrio before he started, I felt like he started acting like he does as Kingpin in Daredevil where he just starts talking like that all the time.
0: <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Who was it with? I was with somebody on an airplane, somebody that we, I, I don't know, I, it must have been somebody we were working with um, when, you know, when we worked together, but when I was traveling a lot, oh God, I saw two people on the plane. I saw Vincent D'Onofrio on a flight to New York. And on another flight to New York, I saw Lawrence Fishburne, And I was just thinking, because like our coworker was like, yeah, that, you know that black guy. And I'm like, you gotta be way more specific, I know. you know as and then when I, when I when I was walking on the plane, I saw him and I was like, and he he knew that I immediately recognized him because my eyes like kind of yeah, like, they walked. just
0: stare at him and then so I like... Wanted to
1: be like I was gonna lean in and be like, Loved you in Nightmare Realm Street 3, but I was as I was like walking by, he just kind of gave me a look and I was like, No, nah, I'm not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, he's
0: probably like, man, don't do it.
1: <laughs> don't do it. Although I, I was like, I was gonna say, like, because I mean, how often does that guy get fucking how often does Lawrence fishenberg get told how awesome he was in Nightmare Realm Street 3? Probably yeah. never. I don't so, know.
0: I'm sure people go towards the other popular movies that he's in, you know, but <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's why I was blow yeah. his mind. He's gonna be like Nightmare on Street 3. You like that? You liked me in that? Let's be best friends. It's like, yes, <laughs> so, yes, so weird.
0: Uh, it's so weird, but it's funny because Vincent D'Onofrio has also done like really bad movies, like bad horror movies. Like I can't believe I saw it, but I did. It was like The Ring Eight or something like that, and he was in it. And I remember it was one of the worst movies that I've ever paid for, and I actually stayed the entire time. But it's
1: really bad. Hmm. So I mean I guess the the lesson to be learned is that there's a bad horror movie for every decade. Yes, you this know, not too true. limited to one. Uh, other news that I wanted to point out to you specifically was that uh, your uh, one of the movies that we did that you your birthday movie that we did this year, uh, Ghost Ship, is getting a really fancy schmancy special edition release Hell by yeah. Scream Factory with all new interviews. I just I get it. Out of and lo- Event I got Horizon. One. Yep, yep, and Event Horizon. Oh, well, actually, there was another birthday movie of yours.
0: Yeah, these are. See, I'm fucking. I'm. I know, man. I know the goods before they come
1: out. All There's right. a
0: reason why these are getting re-releases because the people have spoken, Mickey. Uh,
1: yeah, you know what? You, uh, you. I will agree with you. So I, I thought I would play ball and be like, okay, let's watch Ice Cream Man. But I guess it doesn't have the same appeal as uh, Event Horizon or uh, Ghost Ship but um
0: ghost ship and yeah okay ghost ship but it, it's a little ghost ship is a little more like fancy it's a little more shiny you know someone went nice. through and just shined all the all the bad parts but um it doesn't have the same funniness it has some yeah. funny but it, not the same funniness as ice cream man
1: no that's true that's true all right well um that was a uh, that was check out ice cream man check yeah. out event horizon check out our episode of event horizon check out ghost ship check out our episode on ghost ship <laughs> um i th- i feel like uh we've been doing a lot more 90s than i uh that i thought we would but i'm actually I know. doing
0: i'm surprised that we went 90s for this episode but i'm okay. not because it was really it was a really fun, it's fun. strange yeah. movie
1: yeah all right well uh hit us up on instagram video underscores vampires on you know on instagram and uh you yeah, know, tell Jess how right she is about all these 90s movies that I could give two shits about and yeah. tell me how wrong I am. I love and, that. Uh,
0: please write, please, please write me and tell me how right I am. That's it, makes me really happy. <laughs>
1: Yes, it does. I get I these get texts afterwards, and I love it because I'm just like, all right, well, you know. It is what it is.
0: Well, uh, yeah, everyone's an asshole, just like Jessica. So. Everybody's an asshole. Yeah,
1: everybody's wrong. I know I'm right. <laughs> uh, it's just a terrible movie. Titanic is overrated. Um, thank you, and good night.
0: Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: There are no bad days here at
0: Wishing Well. Only... Happy days. White wide, Gregory. It is a happy day. Now he's out, rehabilitated with a brand new job. Here you go. I'd like to buy a gallon of your, uh, hard pack. Uh,
1: next. And say, please.
0: Did you see little Roger Smith today? He was at the park. Why? Ah!
1: We got a missing kid. His ice cream has a secret ingredient. What the hell is that ice cream dork doing out this late? What's your favorite flavor? Wow. Oh, he's so kind to the little children. I brought you something special. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds yummy. There's something
0: weird.
1: on here. Hiya, honey. Not every day is a happy, happy, happy day. Spent the last 20 at some private clinic called Wishing Well for the Mentally Disturbed. We believe in compassion. Shut up! Or oh, to the Wishing Well Hospital. Get some people down here quick. No one leaves the Wishing Well doctor's orders! Even with a head start, there's no escape. <laughs> But you can't hide from the ice cream man. Let us pray. Starring Olivia Hussey, Jan Michael Vincent, Sandal Bergman, David Naughton, David Warner, and Clint Howard as the ice cream man. This is going to be fun.